It's a new day and we're walking a walk that emphasizes integration. Not balance, but rhythmic integration. So no matter how you walk into this day 14 in our Walk in the Word series, I want you, I want us to constantly bring ourselves to a place of asking, am I integrated here? And then wait for the response. Because no matter what the response is, whether yes or no, it's always leading to an invitation to be coherent, to truly be connected in that moment to what you presently need, increasingly, or what you must, or what you get to freely choose to disconnect from in order to truly connect. So that's what we're going to to do today in our walk of Lament Seeks Why. Join me. What we do here is notice, nurture, and embody soul care in a culture of scarcity, noise, and frenzy. And so that is what you're welcomed into. And anything that we are talking about will always come back to three foundational things that you notice in order to nurture, in order to embody, even more earnestly and intentionally. Choose to experience and let go of expectations for why you're here. Expectations can prevent us from seeing what's right in front of us. Our assumptions color what's really there. Sojourner, I want you to practice looking at yourself. Really look at yourself past who you've been told that you are or who you have believed yourself to be or the part you have played, the roles that you play, the masks that you wear. Let's remove them. Let's remove the prejudgment and critique one layer at a time that normally attach themselves to those very things. I want you to pause and trace with your hand a section of your body. Maybe your face, maybe your hand, your arm, your legs, maybe your thighs, maybe your belly, your chest, your shoulder. But what I want you to do is allow your hand to trace your holy temple. Welcome her. Welcome her creator and sustainer. Get a keen sense of your embodiment as you untether yourself and discover aspects of drawing in the closeness of who you are 
and who you are becoming because of who has created you and designed you. It is difficult at times because when we do not notice due to hurry, busyness, avoidance, the lies or dismissal, we will not be attentive to who we really are. And so that, that is where we want to begin. So you've joined me, whether you have been on this trek with me or whether you're new. We're all welcomed here in this space where we focus on integrating the truest parts of ourselves and looking at those parts that do not truly reflect who we are, but may reflect beliefs that we've taken on and from those beliefs that we've taken on, the thoughts and the emotions attached to it. We are welcome into this work. It's a work where integration is essential. Why? Because all I'm saying is unity. The kind of unity that we pursue in joy and justice and all of the virtuous things of a kingdom of light. Because it's from the inside out that we experience. It's from the inside out that we are integrated from all of the functioning in our bodily systems that talk to each other, the integration of ourselves from that standpoint, biologically and psychologically, emotionally, spiritually. This is what this solidarity is about. This is why I'm welcoming us because we are the ones that's choosing to unite ourselves around a common, earnest attachment to love. And so with this week, I want us to look at Lament Seeks Why. Habakkuk 3, or I should say Habakkuk 1, verse 3, opens up in a lament. And I want to dedicate today's lament to an anniversary not one that's celebratory, but one that calls us into mourning, to sorrow. Because last year, at this time in El Paso, Texas, hate ravaged a people at Walmart. 23 dead, I believe it was, and 23 wounded. We're talking about white supremacist terror. We're talking about the Latinx community, a huge familia community of people, beautiful people whose lives were forever changed. And today we join them because we are them. And when we see ourselves as them, we don't look at ourselves as spectators of their grief, we join in, so to speak, the river 
that is flowing with humanity's cry of why. And that brings us to what we're looking at this week, or I should say this day. It's week 14 in the book, but we're taking it on as day 14. Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 3. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Habakkuk is desperately seeking why. To understand God's wisdom and goodness in light of the ongoing violence that characterizes his daily living. I want us to pause there because I want us to check ourselves, check in with ourselves and consider that. How are you currently channeling any frustration that is birthing a lament in you? Don't try to qualify it. We're just taking inventory. How are you currently channeling it? Are you channeling it? I'm going to use an imagery here. It just came to mind. I want us to think in terms of water flowing. And we know water can easily become obstructed depending on if there's an object put in its way. But water is always looking for a way to, to flow. It's in its very nature. So I want us to think in terms of are we channeling as a, as a swamp where things come in but there's no outflow. They just stay and rot. Are we channeling as a reservoir where where things come in and later there's a process in which they're drawn out. There's inflow and there's outflow. And then I want us to think in terms of water that is able to to freely move, kind of like as a, a river, a large body of water, an ocean or a sea. I want you to just get a picture of yourself in terms of the movement of water. Where's the water? Is it a swamp? Is it a river? Is it an ocean? A sea? Is it a reservoir? Oh, and let's add canal. So whatever imagery that comes up to you, what do you see? Don't overthink it. But when you think about your current channeling system, of whatever the frustration is, what does it look like? What does it feel like? Does it feel like there are obstructions? I'm gonna tell you this story and then get back on track. But it was a few weeks ago that Emerald and I were out in our backyard and we were about to water the grass and then I was going to spray the water hose on them. And the water was on, clearly. But it wasn't coming out, as she observed. And she said, Mommy, why isn't the water coming out of the hose? Is there water in there? I said, Yes. I said, But you see, the hose is kinked up. It's twisted. So the water can't come out. It's obstructed. It's flowing. It's there. 
but it's not able to come out until we untwist it. And we untwisted it, and there was one small kink left that we overlooked. And she's like, it still can't breathe. And in that moment, I realized that the Holy Spirit was teaching me something. The Ruach HaKodesh, the wind, the breath of God. And that is water needs to breathe just like people. And I want us to bring that into our analogy. If the water is obstructed, if grief is obstructed from truly flowing, then it can't breathe. And every living being needs breath. Let's remember that as we grapple with the, the overwhelm sometimes of lament, that we allow it to be channeled. Another question, with whom are you navigating through the rough waters of your trauma? And that could be personal because it's something you're directly going through or that can be communal like today. We're August 3rd, 2020. We are remembering and we are grieving the loss and celebrating the life of those in El Paso because there are many that are still left behind who know and understand the impact forever that it will have upon their lives. With whom are you navigating? Who is it? I would hope you'd start with yourself. That's always going to be my response. If you have disassociated yourself from yourself, it is going to be absolutely difficult, impossible to do so with another. So I want us to really truly look at that. With whom are you navigating through the rough waters of trauma, the suffering that you see, experience. I'm going to sit here on the sidewalk for just a moment because the wind is calling me out. It's calling me to seek some rest before I get back on my trek. So I want to turn our attention to the section in the book called Heal and Rest and the section Notice Where You Are Held. And whether or not you have the book in front of you or not, or if you're walking or if you're folding laundry or just simply sitting and listening, whatever it is you're doing, I I want you to just listen to my voice. If you have the book, put it away. But give yourself the gift of singular focus right now because this is for you this has your name on it and of course if it has your name on it it has our name on it we're going to do this together in the heal and rest section I want you to seek to understand something about your own human nature seek to understand it from the beloved's point of view. Seek to understand why, why is often 
your first inclination and seek to notice and understand what it would look like for you to begin to seek who who is this beloved one that you will meet when you bring your whys and those whys turn into who this one is that dares to encounter you in that place who is this one who is Jesus really in that moment who is he is he salvation in that moment do you sense a rescue from the nature of his justice and mercy his cherished way of tenderly uniquely coming to you and the attention he calls you to about himself he is good and he can take what the enemy intends for evil and make it submit to his faithfulness and goodness and that is apart from whatever outcome we want to see and experience in that moment and so that's why it's important that we notice where we are held personally and communally so in that being held personally and communally they most definitely are juxtaposed we will then see how Jesus is holding you, holding us as we lean into a lament that asks us what manner of leaning. And that is in the book. So you can go back to this at a later time. But for now, just listen as we close. What manner of leaning is my soul to know? A leaning that is my invitation to see my weakness enraptured in your strength. What manner of leaning is my soul to know? A leaning that welcomes entrusting myself to your who more than my why. Breathe and exhale. Let your exhale be longer than your inhale. That is your body's natural relaxant. And then when you decide, I want you to go and journal how best you desire to do that, whether it's audibly on your voice memo or you pull out the book or pad, a notebook. But I want you to journal any feelings and thoughts or even body sensations, being mindful of where you are feeling certain things in your body, your fingertips, your neck, your toes, whatever the sensations are and wherever they are. I want you to notice them so that you can nurture them and experience a lament that opens you up to an ongoing healing trust and allow it to open you up also to a prayer dialogue that focuses on communion and not the chaos. All right, Sojourner, carry on.
and know that today, all throughout today, we are one with the El Paso community and not just today, but beyond. May the Lord bless the El Paso community and every family member and every group organization that is putting hand and feet to the work of restoration and justice in El Paso and this also for our nation. Amen. We'll end with our blessing. Palms up as a symbol of surrender. Adonai bless you and keep you. Say your name. Adonai make his face to shine, smile on you. Say your name. And be gracious to you. Say your name. Adonai turn his face toward you. Proclaim your name and grant you. Andrea, now you say your name. Shalom. I just want to say one more thing, and that is, I always list clickable links throughout this series for you to have Bible study tools, the resources you can use for your ongoing excavation in the scriptures. All right, carry on, Sojourner. Jesus is always with your heart and he loves you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.